Welcome to Radio Mojo Plus, brought to you by Pyology Pizzeria and by Southern Glaciers Wines and Spirits, proud supporters of the food and beverage industry in Hawaii. Good morning and welcome to Radio Mojo Plus. I'm Joe McGarry, plus Bobby Curran, here to bring you the best of eating, drinking and living in Hawaii with a little tiny wee bit of sports thrown in, as much as we can cram in this morning. Not too much, because well, we've got lots of really fun there games. There is so, so much, much going, going on. on in the sports world. I By the way, know. let me just say, because NFL free agency is one of the things going on. Yes, and of I'm, course. And I'm pleased to announce, without any kind of uh, attempt to be even-handed here, the New York Giants just signed Kyle Rudolph, uh-huh. who is a terrific tight end. Uh-huh. Played for years at the all-pro level with the Minnesota Vikings, and he's a tight end that can actually catch, catch the, the ball. ball. What a concept. Yeah, what a concept. How will they be. know how to deal with that? Well, they'll have to, but I, Evan, <laughs> Evan Ingram will have to just take a seat on the bench now. So. Well, that's so, exciting news. That Did that just happen? Like just happened in the last within the last three or four minutes. Oh, my apparently. gosh. Breaking news on breaking. Radio Mojo Plus. They, how about they, that? On sports, no less. <laughs> Briefly. Usually we get a restaurant's opening, but right, right here we're getting... <laughs> restaurant breaking news. And sports breaking news is good, too. Um, of course, we do have lots of good restaurant news um, to chat with everybody about this morning. There are some pretty cool places on en route and going to be opening. We won't talk about them now, but we are going to talk to some really cool chefs this morning um, about what they're doing. And, you know, people are kind of just rolling with it. They're just like, okay, we survived it. Let's go. Let's bring out new stuff, let's keep going. So it's really kind of fun. Is sports the same way, you think? Because I don't know, but it seems to me that all of a sudden in sports, it's just gone nuts. Like, there's just, like, so much excitement. There's so much news. There's, well, you know. Well, th- this happened today also. This is in the last half hour. Is this another scoop? It is, kind of. Well, I mean, it's been broken by, I think, I think Josh at the station uh-huh. was the one that told Tanner, who's related to me. But it's interesting. The Big West has now announced, and it's up to individual schools, whether they want to have fans starting today. Starting today? Well, starting this week. So So baseball? Well, not baseball because I don't think baseball. It's outdoors. It would make the most perfect sense. But they are at Les Murakami Stadium. They're redoing none of the restrooms are functional. Oh, that's just a bad timing. Now, I don't know that if you really were dedicated to the proposition, could you bring in... A ton of porta potties, maybe on the concourse. I mean, maybe I guess if you were dedicated yeah. to the proposition. But where I really think it could matter is volleyball, men's volleyball. Yeah. Because I think that team has grabbed the imagination of the community, and they are terrific. I think I I don't I almost never would say that I'll take the field, which means bet every other team against the one team. Uh huh. Like some people say, would you take Gonzaga, would you take the field against Gonzaga? Right, I mean, right. would you, you get all the other teams, right. or you take Gonzaga. Well, I would never do that, but, but you I, would in this I might because I just think the Rainbow Warriors are so, so good, and and BYU was their main competition has sort of not found their rhythm. They uh-huh. just beat the number three team at their place like right. a drum. Wow. So I kind of think I would take – this is a team that I think's odds on to win the national championship. So imagine if it was allowed that they would open up the championship. Can you imagine people scrambling to get there? Well, be, well they'll talk scramble. Talk about pent-up desire. But they would only – I would say the what you'd probably get, my guess, is 25% capacity. Of course. You wouldn't all be able so to So 2,500. Can you imagine that uh, – 
what those tickets would go would be scalped for. Right. Well, what a fun thing to go back to. I mean, not only would you be going back to see a live sports event locally, but with such a magnificent team and such a great atmosphere, that would be so memorable. Absolutely. And it would be such a nice reward, I think, for the sports community, who've done a terrific job, as well as everybody else in the community here, in in following. We have the best numbers in the country on COVID. Done such a good job, yeah. No, but that would be so amazing. And people know how to behave now. I mean, nobody's gonna, you know, go in there and, and not wear masks right, or not or, or try apart. to get on top of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're wow. Right. So what would? So we just have to sit and wait. Then obviously, obviously, the powers that be at UH are going to we'll be have, discussing. It, not only them, but it'll, I think it'll be. The, I think Mayor Blangiardi will weigh in. I think the, the board of regents yeah. might. Uh, even the governor possibly could get involved in it. I just think it would be a fabulous way. Mm-hmm. It would be symbolic, a symbolic way of rewarding the community. Yeah, no, I, that would just be wonderful. And then baseball would be an obvious one to come back. Yes. Because being outside, you know, at 25% capacity or 30% is so pleasant to be. I mean, people would be delighted to get back to baseball. No question. Oh, it's getting more exciting by the minute, isn't it? Hey, our next guest knows a thing or two about baseball, I think. If my memory serves me correctly, he also knows a lot about working in restaurants. Jason Takamura is going to join us for a couple of minutes. He is well known. He worked at uh, Chai's Island Bistro. He worked at Huki Lao. He was chef de cuisine and executive chef at Pagoda. He has been in some of the best restaurants, and he is just a pleasure to talk to. He's with us this morning, but only for a couple of minutes, Bobby, because... This is how busy he is. He's in the middle of prepping. When I said to him yesterday, can we have a quick chat with you, Jason? He went, yeah, but I'm in the middle of doing 200 plate lunches. Can you be quick? (laughs) (laughs) Jason Takamura from Bamboo Catering joining us this morning. Hiya, Jason. How are you? Hi, Joel. Good morning. Good. Jason. (laughs) Thank you for taking. Good. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time with us. I'm right about you in baseball, aren't I? Yes. (laughs) How long ago did you play? Um, I played, I, I, my last season was in 97, if that's hopefully not showing my age. Well, you would never know that because you look like you were just born in 1997. <laughs> 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 no, that's good. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about the possibility of going back. It would be something that's awesome. It's kind of the same in, in the world of cooking because we are sort of getting back. There's a sense out there, isn't there, Jason, that people really want to get back to, you know, having small parties and small gatherings. Are you sort of sensing that from the calls you're getting and the inquiries you're getting? Definitely. I think um, people are ready to get back. It's been a full year of not being able to gather and and celebrate. And we're starting to get a lot of calls for people that have postponed their weddings from, you know, basically a whole year now. Yeah. and the graduations and whatnot and funeral services. So, yeah, the people are ready, and, you know, I, I think they deserve it. We, we, we as a community, you know, we, we were shut down for a full year. We did our part. The numbers are in line, and I think it's time to start opening up. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I want to let people know, because I know you don't have a lot of time with us, and I want them to know that you are, in fact, the owner of Bamboo Catering. You are very well known to people who love that. I think of you as local food, but with a very elegant twist. And having had your food 
quite often recently from, from uh, a few different sources, from people who've been ordering your catering, you really do that. You bring like a gorgeous restaurant experience into people's homes and to their events. Was that always your goal when you started Bamboo? Was it to keep that kind of local flavors and just elevate them slightly? Definitely. Um, my background, you know, born and raised in Hawaii. I also, um, after culinary school, I went to culinary school in Portland. But after that, I worked my way down the California coast. So I got a lot of California cuisine experience as well. And just kind of, you know, meshed the two together. And, and that represents who I am. And, you know, our what we try to do is we try to bring a restaurant experience from food quality and, and also from service and basically bring it to you. Jason, you have some of the most enthusiastic and and just wildly appreciative testimonials on your website that that i've seen and i think some when you're doing a wedding for example or when you're doing a graduation party or or any kind of momentous event you can't really get it wrong because people are never going to forget that day um is there yeah. is there an extra pressure when you're doing that sort of catering? Like I was reading what some people who who have had you do their weddings have written, and you can tell that you were like the star of the day. You know, <laughs> does it come with its additional pressure? Uh, definitely. Um, I think weddings have, to me, have the most pressure. You know, that's the day that definitely at least the bride um, has looked forward to for her her whole life. You know, and, and nowadays with social media and all that kind of added, you know, people want to make sure that their event or their wedding stands apart from, from their friends and from others. So, you know, that, that's what we bring to the table. And, and it's a stressful time for brides as well, you know, planning a wedding and whatnot. So if we can help ease that stress and make it a little bit um, smoother for them, then, then that, that's what we try to do. And let's face it, Jason, occasionally you get a bridezilla where, who there's no pleasing. I mean, I just think that's a thing. It doesn't happen as often as people think. But thank God that you're a Renaissance man. You could have a catch with the groom, or you could defend yourself via jujitsu jitsu uh, from the bridezilla. So you're real set. Yeah, luckily we haven't had to, had to use anything. But, yeah, I, I think that's the... The mothers of, of the brides, I think there's more pressure on them because this is their this their baby, you know. Uh, and yes. they just want it. They just want it to be a special day. There you go. We're talking with Jason Takimura. He's the owner of Bamboo Catering. You can find Jason's menus and lots of amazing testimonials about his wonderful food at uh, bamboocatering.net. Um, you know, it's coming up. Obviously, you know, we're not allowed to gather as before yet. But I know that there's a lot of people who, you know, want to have small gatherings. They really want to celebrate. People want to just have that feeling of, yes, we're coming out of this. Let's do it with some great food. Jason, is the best way to reach you through your website, or do you have another way? Do you want people to call you? What's the best way? Um, they, they can call uh, my sales manager, David. His um, cell number is 425-0307. And that's also listed on the website, but but they can inquire directly through us on the website. And if not, they're more than welcome. We give out our cell phones all the time. They call us anytime. 
Now, you do, you don't just, we were talking about weddings just, just for fun there, for bigger events. But, I mean, on a daily basis, I mean, you're prepping, what, plate lunches today, hundreds of them for people. You can do caterings yeah. from very small, can't you, all the way up? Definitely. Um, you know, especially now in the last year, we had to really pivot and, and downsize quite a bit. Everything, you know, more individually boxed meals and whatnot. So, um, that's where we're focusing on. We got a couple of groups that ordered today, which is good. You know, at least we get to get our staff some work. Um, but yeah, we do anything from office parties. We've got admin day coming up. You know, if people aren't allowed to go out to take their staff out to eat as they could have maybe in the past, if they've got a large company, we can bring it to them, you know, that, that type of stuff. And, we're just trying to we're just trying to stay busy and get creative as, as as we can what you're doing is you're working very hard like everyone in the restaurant industry to make everything seem as if it's still going along seamlessly but we do know how hard you guys are all working um so if you want if you're looking for something that's like a little bit special jason's food is absolutely fabulous go to the website you can see a range of menu dishes um i noticed you guys had some st patrick's day offerings yesterday too where they all sold out just like all around town everything for st patrick's day sold out so quickly including down at murphy's where they totally sold out which is great Jason, I think that's a sign that what we were saying earlier, people really do want to get back to eating together with their friends and family and, and, and having a really good time. Are you sensing that? Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, right now we're still in Tier 3. Um, I, I know we're trying to make a, a push to lo- loosen up a little bit. Um, but, you know, pe- people are allowed to gather, um, so don't think you can't gather at all. You know, we can get we, there. There's there's ways to do it right, and you know, we we've been ready for a whole year. We we got everything you can think of under the sun in place, from the sanitizers to the temp scanning. We you know, every everything, every precaution. We we we've been ready. We've been waiting for this moment. So, I, I, I think we're and, ready to do it safely. Yeah. Ready and well prepared, and with a fantastic. Uh, menu of what what are some of your most popular things I know recently I've had your fish at several different places it has got to be I'm not kidding it's the best fish I've ever had from a catering company there's it's just so hard to get fish right um, I know that I, I just don't know I mean I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you deliver it so well but what are the what are some of the things that are that your all-time like top favorites um, definitely. I would say a lot of our, I, I, I really enjoy fish. So I take pride in definitely our, a lot of our fish dishes. Um, we do a whole steam Kona Kampachi. We do all, all kind of stuff with salmon, a bunch of local fish, um, braised short ribs. I, I don't know. We, we try to, we, we definitely, um, have something for everyone. So it's not just upscale food for weddings. You know, we do stuff for baby luau's, grad parties. You know, so don't don't feel that it's, um, I guess, not out of the price range, but just you know, too upscale for for a certain occasion. We we do something no, for everything. Exactly. I think what it is. I think how I would describe your food is it's it's extremely affordable catering with amazing flavors, but really 
elegantly done. I mean, just so presented so, so well. Um, I am going to suggest that anybody who's looking for catering or anybody who wants to have a look at what Jason does um, and his extensive menu, go to bamboocatering.net and you will see that. Or you can give David, the catering manager, a call at, at 425-0307. Jason, I know you're really busy. I'm not going to keep you any longer. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with us this morning. It was so nice. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having us. And thanks for Take supporting our, our industry. No, of course. Thank you, guys. Jason Takimura, that's bamboocatering.net. Um, honestly, you, sh you should see. First of all, this website's lovely because they've got great photographs of their events. But as Jason said, they're not just like a big event company. You know, they're not just doing those things. Well, they haven't been doing them, obviously, for a whole year. They've taken that expertise, Bobby, and they've put it into bringing that experience into your, your house. I, I, like they I, literally just serve it, to your, serve it to your kitchen. I, I, if we end up having a graduation party, which we could in the near future, we might in the I near know future. where we're going. Right, exactly. But I want people to know that it's like, you know, if you're having dinner at home for six or eight or now that we can have so a few They're willing to over, do small. Like oh, that. small and just fat. I've been to two houses where we've had small gatherings and it's been Jason's food delivered and everybody's like, this is, it's so good. Crazy it's ridiculous. Good, yeah. yeah, anyway. All right, we are going to go and take a really short break. Um, when we come back, oh, we're going to go, we're going to go and chat with uh, the chef de cuisine of a restaurant that you will love, actually, Bobby. Uh, you haven't been to it yet because it's, it's a little bit far from where we've been traveling, but um, the restaurant is called Mad Benny. It's one of my favorite named restaurants of the moment. And, like um, Benny? Like Benny? Benny. Oh, yeah. Benny. Okay. Like, yeah. But it's pasta, homemade, freshly made pasta. Wow. Freshly right made. We know how difficult that is because we do it here all the time. <laughs> So we're going to be chatting with them in just a few minutes. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Mojo Plus. You're listening to Radio Mojo Plus on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Welcome back to Radio Mojo Plus. I'm Joe McGarry plus Bobby Curran. We are bringing you the best of eating, drinking, and living in Hawaii, plus lots of sports thrown in there, a real mixed plate on Thursday mornings. And if you want to know more about what we do and our work with restaurants, then you are welcome to go check out our website, mojomagari.com. And if you want to hear many of the, our podcasts over the recent months and years, then you can find them wherever you get your podcasts or at radiomojohawaii.com. Um, so that was by Jason. You know, the other thing I wanted to say about Jason before we move on at Bamboo Catering, um, one of the things that I can attest to um, because I've experienced it, but also people comment on this all the time, they are just the nicest team of people. You know, when you've got people who are bringing food to you or doing an event Especially or doing at something your at your house, yeah, they are the nicest people. So I wanted to give out um, David's number again. Sorry, David, if you, your phone gets really busy. 425-0307 is the number to call if you have any questions about bamboo catering and you want to think about some lovely summer plans. What a lovely thought, getting together with friends and family after all this time. Let's hope that it is really a lovely summer to remember. Well, if you take a trip to Kapolei, there is a restaurant that you will possibly remember because they are doing something that I absolutely love. They are making a fresh pasta. 
by hand. You know, all know I am a huge fan of fresh pasta making, and as Bobby knows, I am often to be found in the kitchen I, pounding I, away. I will dough. say, let me just say, you're quite good. At, you've become quite accomplished at it. Thank you. Well, I love it. Well, someone who's way better than I am, I'm sure, is the chef de cuisine of Mad Bene Restaurant in Kapolei, Jake Saito. He's joining us this morning. Hiya, Jake. Hi, Joe. Hi, Bobby. Hey, Jake. Thanks for having me. Cool. So nice to talk to you. How are you this morning? I'm great. I'm great. Um, going into a big week, and um, it's really fun right now. <laughs> good, good, good. Now, tell us, first of all, I love the name of the restaurant. It just, it, to me, it's so playful. It's very fun. Um, it's like we're not taking ourselves seriously, but we do a fantastic job. Is that a good description? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, actually a good, a funny point there. Um, our restaurant's um, name is Mad Benny. Um, it's kind of like a mix between, like, uh, kind of the East Coast slang, um, like mad, is it like mad good, like really good? Yeah. Um, and then Benny is Italian for good, so right. kind of a play on our, like, little, kind of a swag, but, like, fun, playful kind of thing. Definitely, and that definitely comes across just in that those two words. You really get this is a fun place to be, but also they take themselves, they do good, good food. Um, first of all, can we talk about making pasta, please? Oh, yeah, of course. So, definitely <laughs> our specialty. <laughs> um, so, at Mad Benny, we do it. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go I was just going to say, so tell us about what, what do you do, how much do you do? We want all the details on the pasta making. <laughs> So um, we have these two beautiful extruder machines. Um, everything's freshly made, so all the dry pastas that you normally would see in store, uh, the 100% semolina ones, uh, we we make. So uh, every morning there's we have a awesome dough team that uh, gets up early at eight o'clock and uh, makes all of our pastas, everything from spaghetti to fusilli to rigatoni, um, and it gets pushed through these like perfectly um, circular brass dies um, that create those ridges that hold all of the sauce that everyone loves. I love the fact that you have a dough team. Yeah. I would, I would <laughs> yeah, like. I love it. <laughs> I would I like love to that. that. That's really good. So, so this is this is one of the joys I think, Jake, of having a fresh handmade pasta. Is the sauce really does stick to different noodles in different ways, right? That's why you have different pastas that are meant to be served with different types of sauces. Um, do you find that when people come in who are tasting fresh handmade pasta for the first time, it's one of those kind of wow moments for them? Because it is so different, isn't it? It definitely is. Um, I mean, we can break it down to the whole like science level, but Essentially, what happens is there's these like tiny ridges that form on the edges of the pasta when you push it through a uh, brass die, and um, it like clings to the sauce. And all of our sauces we make to order, um, so everything is done in the pan. Um, perfect amount of sauce to pasta ratio. Um, when people try it for the first time, usually it's like this is really different because they're not used to this. They're usually the box dry pasta and then when you get something fresh you get that like nice al dente like bounce to in between your teeth that um people don't usually identify anymore because it's not freshly made mm -hmm. yeah that's very true that al dente people know the words but they don't really know a lot of people don't really or they haven't experienced what al dente 
actually is. And once you do, you never want to eat pasta that is soft ever again, I don't think. <laughs> you definitely don't want that mush. You don't want that mush. Bobby has a really horrible experience one time. I'm happy to say it was not with me. But didn't you once have dinner with someone who, like, cooked pasta? Well, to... then what happened was that we were over this these people's house for dinner. Who and, will remain nameless. Yes. They, well, <laughs> and the, a woman was making the pasta, and we got talking. And she says, oh, my God, the oh, pasta. No. And I remember. And anyway, she took it out and, and put it on the plates. And I'm not kidding you. I've never... In, experienced anything like it i was like i was trying but you really couldn't even eat it was unbelievably overcooked it was it was like <laughs> absolute mush you it's say mush. mush but this was mush that's an awful awful now that had well, such a bad effect on you that you often bring that story up when you're eating fabulous pasta in our house. well because <laughs> i enjoy anybody who really takes their pasta seriously would never ever have even put that on a plate <laughs> I, if it was me in my house, I would have immediately said, oh, sorry, it's going to be another 20. I would have tossed it and started over again. No kidding. Anyway. Well, at least I hope the conversation was good. <laughs> yeah, Obviously. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was probably Bobby talking too much that started the whole thing in, in the first place. Hey, Jake, tell, tell us a little bit about your background in, in cooking. How did, how did you get into the culinary world, and, and, and how did you end up with this passion for, for, for cooking? Well, it's actually something I'm really proud of. Um, I actually didn't go to culinary school. Um, I just bounced around from restaurant to restaurant in Hawaii, uh, picking up everything that I could from, you know, the variety of chefs that I got to work for. And um, I got a chance to go to the mainland for a little while and came came back home. Um, and it kind of just was something that grew organically within me. Um, it wasn't something that I knew, like, instantly this is my calling. Um, but as I got to see more food, got to talk to more people, got to um, see the flow of a restaurant, um, I really fell in love and um, got to be blessed with uh, finding, you know, something that I can call my calling. Um, I'm really about the food. I'm really about the people. I mean, the people are like the number one thing in, you know, your restaurant. Um, and I, I personally really feel like more so than just myself, like my team succeeding is like my success. And so that's kind of a little bit about me and like how I feel and grew into this industry. It's good to hear that story because I think the restaurant industry is one of those industries where you can go in and start learning. There's there's just a world of people who are very willing to share in the restaurant industry to teach you things. You know, I was just talking to a chef Yesterday morning, he's the owner of a couple of really successful restaurants, and he said that's the one thing that he's starting to worry about is that there aren't enough young people coming in right from school who want to learn all those techniques, who want to learn how to make the best bread or want to make pasta, because chefs love to teach that. Um, I would imagine that because you came up that way through the ranks, that you value that and want to pass on your knowledge to younger chefs too. Oh, definitely. Um, it's one of one of the things that brings me the most joy is being able to like share with other people my knowledge, and not just limited to cooks, but to you know our guests and everything else, all the other people that come through the door. Um, I really value treating people, um, I guess, or sharing my knowledge with other people. 
um, and seeing people react or like be interested or like getting like really passionate about it, nothing else like really matters aside from that. We're talking with Jake Saito. He's the chef de cuisine at Mad Benny in Kapolei. If you haven't been to Mad Benny and you don't live in Kapolei, then take a trip out there this weekend and treat yourself. Now, are you? How are you guys doing? Are you are you open as much as you can for dine-in? Are you just takeout? What's your What's the scoop? Um, currently, we do offer uh, takeout, um, but for lunchtime, we're open from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. and then for dinner, 5 to 9:30. Yeah, on the weekends, ten o'clock. You know, it's it's wonderful that you're that you have the attitude that you do have, Jake, towards like wanting to to you know please people and interact with people because a lot of chefs they're happy just to stay back in the kitchen and that suits them well. <laughs> but but if you also are somebody who's making fresh pasta, to me that is you've got yourself in the best of both worlds because I truly believe when people are sitting down to eat handmade pasta it's nothing but joy. You can't be miserable when you're eating. Hun- you can't be. Bobby thinks I'm mad, but you can't be. It's a joyous. It's like, for me, I'm a little bit too passionate about it, I think, but I think it's like one of the best foods you can possibly eat is handmade pasta. Oh, you can't ever be passionate about pasta. Nothing brings together people like, you know, a really great pasta or pizza or family meal in general. Um you know, if you can sit around a table of great food, you're going to have a great time and great conversation. It's really, really true. Tell us about some of the other things that you have on the menu that are, that you know, if someone's coming in for the first time, they should definitely order this. I know you guys do great pizzas that people are raving about. What else is super popular? So some of our popular dishes, um, one of the things we're definitely known for is our eggplant parmesan sticks. So it's kind of our take of uh, eggplant parm, but in mozzarella stick form. So those are really amazing, um, as well as our ahi carpaccio. Um, that's another one of our crowd favorites. Um, it's thinly pounded ahi, um, and right now we're doing it in a eggplant caponata set. Oh, it sounds delicious. So with the with the um, eggplant sticks, is is it the eggplant itself that is like similar to a mozzarella stick, and then you bread that with, and then have a little bit of dipping sauce? So it's a it's a fun process. Um, it's about two day process. We hand stretch our mozzarella, um, and we layer kind of a sheet pan with um, egg, uh, thinly sliced eggplant, mozzarella, our house red sauce parmesan and once more over and then we uh bake that and cut that out into perfect little sticks to bread and fry oh my gosh it's like a mini eggplant parmesan in one bite that's a big thing for me bobby is like bobby takes eggplant parmesan so seriously that he takes a whole day just to dry the eggplant out in the sun before And and my kids, I'm the guy that trims. There is no black speck left because my kids wouldn't tolerate it. And now I do think (laughs) because the skin is slightly better. So in our house, it's a full day deal, but I'll put the eggplant parmesan at our place up against most anyone. (laughs) We've got to go and try that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I think I, I'm gonna. It's worth it. It's for me. It's worth the drive to try that. I think that, I mean, eggplant sticks, fabulous. So I told you you'd enjoy talking to Jake. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Jake, Jake, do you guys have plans to to move from Kapolei to expand? Are you? We'd love to see you somewhere else in Hawaii. Um. So 
right now. Mad Benny, as it stands, um, is uh, our main Italian restaurant. Uh, we do have plans in the future, but um, not just yet. Okay, good. Sure. So we're all going to come to Coppola to visit with you. If you want <laughs> to see this wonderful menu, then go to madbene.com, and you can see everything you need to know. Obviously, their operating hours and some great pictures of the food, um, a menu description. You, Bobby, you have to go. I mean, the menu is just fantastic. Oh, you know it's so up my alley. Jake, which pasta <laughs> do you think, if somebody's really a pasta novice and they've never had freshly made pasta before, and, and so you and I both know it's going to be a spiritual experience for them. What's the dish that you recommend they try? So for the novice pasta, the intro to pasta, I guess you could say, the two favorites at our restaurant are, are pappardelle bolognese. So uh, thick ribbony pastas um, and, you know, classic meat sauce. Um, uh, the other pasta, if you're a seafood lover, uh, linguine scampi. So it's our shrimp scampi. Um, really, really delicious, but no cream, no um, dairy, well, dairy aside from butter. Um, so it's really made with the whole shrimp, um, everything from the shell to the meat. That's delicious. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay, you've won Bobby over, so he'll, you'll be seeing The no cream soon. thing, by the way, is a huge plus to Right. Me. Actually, I just want to come and work for a morning with the dough group. <laughs> the dough team. Whatever want... you guys want. <laughs> I want I want to have a job for a day just making dough. It's like my favorite thing to do in the world. Jake Saito is the chef de cuisine at Mad Benny Restaurant. You can tell that he absolutely loves what he does, and it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much, Jake. It was really great to talk to you. Thanks, Jake. Thank you so much, Joe. Bobby. Take care. MadBenny.com. They're out in Kapolei. If you live in Kapolei, lucky you. If you don't, it's worth a trip out there, especially with a nice weekend coming up. Doesn't that sound good? That little it mini really mozzarella sounds oh, amazing. Absolutely. Just, it's like a lasagna, but it's eggplant parm, and then they make it into little uh, bite sized sticks. Absolutely. That's genius. That's creative, too. Genius. I would love to do that actually one day. Just go and be working in a kitchen making pasta. It's so fun. Of course, I don't have time, but there you go. All right, we are going to go and take a really short break. Do stay with us. You're listening to Radio Mojo Plus. This is Radio Mojo Plus on ESPN Honolulu. Hey, welcome back to Radio Mojo Plus. I'm Joe McGarry, plus Bobby Curran. We do this every Thursday morning. We bring you the best of eating, drinking, and living in Hawaii. You know, one of the other things that I wanted to tell you about Mad Benny, which I love, is not only are they making their pasta by hand every day, but they are huge supporters of our local farmers. And so on the menu, you're going to find pono pork, for example. You're going to find uh, kahumana farms, um, arugula, and salads. Kahumana is a gorgeous little farm that's out there in Waianae. And all over the menu, it's just peppered with local farmers. And I especially love that they're using locally made sausages. So it's a really good operation. They're really, really living what they're saying by supporting local and putting it on the menu. And they also serve, which is always a good sign to me, is they have gondolino prosecco, which is I think the best Prosecco that you can get in Hawaii, and it is brought in and grown in, in Italy by, of course, Chef Donato uh, Lo Perfido. So all in all, they're hitting all the boxes, and I think if you haven't been to check them out, I think you should go and see them. They look delicious. I'm really, I was just really, that was such a good conversation about pasta that I'm, 
I might go and make some today. Rainy day making pasta. Maybe tonight I might do it. No, did I get this? Was he saying that they right now are only doing takeout? No, no, they're doing lunch. They're oh, it's both. Lunch so when he said open, that three. meant you mm-hmm. can eat in. Oh, yes. that's fabulous. You okay. can dine in from 12 till 3, and then I think from like 5 till 9, he said. And, wow. But you can also take out. The menu's great. And they do, in fact, have these eggplant parm sticks, which I know that you will be headed out there. I will be crazy for that. That will be like a day trip for you, having to go to Carpeway. <laughs> You better pack like a flask. I don't usually do that. (laughs) No, you don't usually do that. Um, So, yeah, so it's it's getting really fun. I I do feel like, as in sports as well, that people are are just putting, you know, there was a period of about, I think about a month ago, I remember we were talking to Bill Tobin um, early part of the year, and we were talking about how restaurants were just like so tired and people had like, post-traumatic stress syndrome and I know that there was all kinds of things going on with people and now it seems like we've turned a, a small corner we're making like a, a beeline for uh, you know better days and maybe it's because you know spring's coming but it definitely feels good out there doesn't it, it much much better I but I have so many friends because as you know I worked in restaurants at the front of the house stuff bartender waiter and I gotta tell you for those people that are tipped employees the bottom drop, I mean, just dropped out right. of their lives for so long. So. No, and now it's coming back. It's great. And yes. as we were saying at the beginning of the program, sports coming back too. I mean, that news today that it's up to individual universities to say whether or not they're going to let people come in. That I mean, that's really exciting news. Yeah, it's good news. Mm-hmm. It's very good news. Let's wait and see how that, that is definitely going to be a developing story, right? Well, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on the people who want to maintain that we should stay closed. And I listen. I believe you got to be safe, but I think there's a way to do some of this live attendance safely, and I'd be pushing for that. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's going to watch this space. We'll uh, keep listening to 1420, and you'll find out what's happening with that. Our next guest this morning. Well, I'll tell you one of the things that's showing us that we're. I don't know if we're around the corner or not, but one of the the categories that went insane in 2020 was online, can you guess what, wine sales, online wine sales, just in the market in in America, increased by, guess how much? Just have a quick guess. Okay, 40%. 80%. Oh, my goodness. 80%. That's crazy. The wine industry just was hit tremendously by people at home who really started drinking a lot of wine. We have have friends even in New York who, like, (laughs) Boy, I'm drinking a lot. Right. Like, okay. Christopher Lord is perhaps doesn't know a lot about uh, ordering lots of wine online, but he is a Somali, and he's joining us this morning to talk a little bit about his passion for wine. Hey, Christopher, how are you? Hey, Christopher. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? We're doing really good. Now, you are so passionate about wine that I understand you've been in the wine. You started in the wine industry when you were really young, like 13 or 14. Is that right? Uh, actually, yes, at uh, 15 years old, uh, living in California, Paso Robles and Santa Barbara area. And what was your first job? What was it that got you hooked on the wine industry? Well, um, actually going to school in Paso Robles, you know, a lot of my classmates' uh, family were in the wine business. So um, I got introduced to working in the wineries at a very young age, at around 15, and working out of the tasting rooms. Um, you know, having fun and playing in the vineyards. And I just really just fell in love with wine, basically, at that young age. 
were you were you following last year how much wine sales were increasing and escalating and and how the online business just grew? I, apparently, it grew. Predictions were for a decade from now for the sales to be as high as they are, but so it, it basically grew ten years worth in a year. Um, I think that's amazing. Does that did that surprise you? You know, it does. Um, but, you know, the whole world of wine has surprised me how much it, it increases over time. For example, when I was working in wineries in Paso Robles, there was around 30 wineries there at the time. And I think today there's close to almost 250 to 300 wineries there. Wow. <laughs> so, Gosh, that you know, yeah, my hometown has exploded, you know, for sure. And it's so, you know, I think it's very... Um, you know, uh, unique to see the, our wines from Paso Robles, like here in Hawaii or on wine lists around the world. But yeah, the wine sales, you know, I think during this, um, the COVID time had definitely kept a lot of uh, happy souls alive. <laughs> you yes. know? No, no kidding. And I think it's also, I think a lot of people, I mean, it's easy to make fun and say, oh, people are just drinking. But I think a lot of people were actually delving more into, you know, where does wine come from, into discovering new producers and all, all of that is good. Now, Christopher, you've got something, you've got a project. I mean, you, we said at the beginning you're very passionate about wine, but you have a project that, that you are working on that sounds so fascinating, the Hawaii Wine Center and Somalia's Lounge. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Well, certainly. Um, it's something that I've actually had in mind for, for quite some time here, for many, many years. Um, around 25 years ago, I owned um, what was called the Wine Vogue Collection. I actually designed a wine fashion for wineries as well as my own collection, fine wines of the world. I would design a necktie with like the 1947 Chateau Cheval Blanc, uh, Chateau Mouton Rothschild, whatever. And I sold them exclusively in fine wine shops and um, selected uh, restaurants. And this idea actually came back then even. I had this idea because Hawaii was a, just a great, you know, mecca and center for great food, you know, people traveling and great wines. And we actually have a lot of master sommeliers here. And this is something that I was thinking of back then. And just most recently, I really started to say, I really want to get this done and implement this. And um, it's something I've been working on. And I plan on hopefully getting done here the next year or so. Um, unfortunately, COVID hit and it kind of put a, I put it on the shelf for a little while. But um, now that we're starting to, to get out of that phase, I'm going to be pursuing it further. And basically, you know, it was a, a center for wine um, lovers and educators to come together. Um, it would basically have, you know, a, a room for a library, um, videos, education, seminars, as well as um, a place for sommeliers to come and practice their, their trade and guests to come, even the public to come and and come there and be able to be surrounded by um, sommeliers and answering questions, a place to learn, to practice, and share knowledge. I love that idea. So, so even like, for example, I've always been fascinated about the whole process of, you know, blind tastings and how people yes. actually start to learn. You know, when you go on that sommelier route, it's, it's a very dedicated and, and quite grueling route. So people could come in mm -hmm. and, like, maybe take a class in how to do a blind tasting, what you're supposed to look for, that sort of stuff? Exactly. From, from actually from novice tasting, just from your, your normal person who just wants to learn more about wine, up to being a sommelier. So 
um, that's exactly what I was planning to implement. And I think it's a great place because you don't have to be a master sommelier to go there and enjoy your, your time there. It would be somebody who just has an interest in wine and just go there and be able to have people there that can answer your questions, can take you through a blind tasting if that's what you want to do, you know, or, or what have you. So like a kind of a wine bar with a huge other part to Component. it, the whole. I love that. I have a question. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. for, I work in, primarily in sports, and, and I don't, you might be, you might love to play basketball. Love it yes. dearly. But only so many people are going to ever get to be NBA players. Is that similar sure. for sommeliers? I mean, is there a natural talent that you need to have to get to the point where you can just sip a wine and say, that's California, that's a Pinot, that's, you know, this part of the state? I mean, can anyone learn to do that, or do you need to have the talent? Well, anyone can learn it if you have the passion, I believe. You know, just like for the basketball, if you don't have the passion, it's going to be hard to learn. I'm not going to be able to be uh, Michael Jordan. But if you have the passion, I think that you can, you know, at least pursue that path and come close to being a Michael Jordan. But you may not be actually Michael Jordan, but you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's yeah. definitely That's something true, that, that one, I can teach anybody about wine and how to taste wine. You know, um, it's, it's amazing just by looking at a wine, what you can tell from a wine. You know, this it's one of the first things that we do in examining the wine. It's just the sight alone. The sight alone tells you so much about the wine. You know, you can, you can actually even narrow it down to the variety, to the vintage, to the year, and where it's grown, just by looking at the wine, the wine that's, color. That's amazing. I think, yeah. I think your idea of the Hawaii Wine Center sounds absolutely fabulous. Christopher, I want you to keep us posted on this so that we can... Keep, keep people appraised. But I think that would be such a fun idea. I do, too. I'd go. I would go. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. No who, who wouldn't? That would be a wonderful thing to do. All right. Well, good. Maybe well, we can help you. you get that started. Um, Christopher, it's been wonderful. lovely chatting with you. We have to go to a break because we're almost out of time. But it's been delightful. We'll look forward to catching up with you again soon. And thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thanks, Christopher. It was my pleasure, and thank you for having me. Christopher Lord, he's a sommelier with a really good idea. I can see that easily. Sommelier's lounge, you'd have people like Roberto and Chuck, you know, sitting around chatting. Yeah, you no, that'd be great. That'd be absolutely. Just lovely. All right, let's go for a really short break because we're under pressure. We'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Mojo Plus. You're listening to Radio Mojo Plus on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Hey, welcome back to Radio Mojo Plus. Thank you so much for spending your Thursday morning with us. If you didn't quite catch all of our guests this morning, it's very easy to hear what they were talking about. You can just go to RadioMojoHawaii.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Radio Mojo Hawaii and you can have it pop into your phone or your laptop or anywhere. Um, that was kind of fun this morning. It was fun. Those good. were good guests. Good sports news and lots of good food. I don't know. I think I am. You know how you hear people say um, that at a point in their life they just realize, oh, that's my passion. That's what I wanted to do. I seriously think I'm becoming, like, very addicted to making pasta. I mean, I don't don't mean to brag, but that, I've I've got this new lasagna that I've been making that takes about four and a half hours to make, as you know, which is crazy. 
But, you know, when you hear people saying, oh, I'm just, like, I never used to get this, you know, chefs would always say, oh, I'm, I'm just so happy to see people enjoying my food. I used to just think, mm, I don't know, that, that's not really, that wouldn't really be me. There, be, there must be something else. But that when you make a lasagna that people are just eating and going, oh, my God, I love this, you just yeah. feel happy. Well, I, I look at it this way. I've lost a wife, but I'm eating good. So, yeah. I know. It's crazy. Maybe maybe I'll start my own little light. No, the, the whole thing about it is you're doing it in very small amounts. But any, I tell you what, anybody who makes pasta or even bread, for that matter, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It doesn't sound mad to them. No. So. We'll be taking a trip out to Kapolei, I think, sometime soon yeah. to go out to that restaurant. That'd be really fun, especially on a rainy day. Remember, um, what was that restaurant that used to be so great that people loved it? It went um, antipastos. Whenever it was raining, that was the kind of restaurant you wanted to it head to on day. a rainy day. It was a rainy day, day. day restaurant. Yeah. yeah, really, for sure. Um, so, anything exciting this weekend? Should be lots of exciting. Is there okay. anything exciting? You're asking me the first, the funny. best four days I know, of I know. sports. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I know. Year. Really, this is one of the best uh, weekends in a year. The best four days it? of sports all year. Yeah, it's so good. Well, I hope you absolutely love it. Are your brackets looking pretty good? Well, I so far, because they haven't played yet, so yes, they look good now. They can be destroyed by Sunday no, night. No, but what I mean is, you know, sometimes when you do, you do your brackets, you're super confident. You're thinking, oh, I just know that. I know anything can happen, but you kind of know. I, I do feel good about the brackets, I good. will say. All right. Well, good. Well, we'll see next week how good you feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Precisely. you, Bobby. All right. We are done. Thanks to our guests this morning for joining us. Thanks to Tanner for helping us in the studio. I'm Joe McGarry. We'll see you next time on Radio Mojo Plus.